With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own roof because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we're back for another ep- episode of The Snake Pit. And of course, you know this fella right there. That is the Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts. And we are here for our first episode of 2024, Jake. Yeah, we kicked Santa out of the house, man. He was drinking. <laughs> More than just milk. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you got to get his big ass out the house, start the new yeah. year. The magic cookies. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if he should be uh, on a sleigh after drinking and eating some of those cookies. Yeah, he might get a DWI. <laughs> that poor bastard, he's gonna be falling off a roof somewhere. But uh, man, it's I'm so excited to be starting a new here, a new year here with you on the Snake Pit, and not to mention starting it hot, dude, because we are starting out with Ask Jake anything this week. Our listeners delivered it yet again, and we've got some great ones. You ready to do it? Do it, man. Hell yeah. All right. Well, so first one, Jake, is from me, though. Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions, and what are your plans for 2024? Quit smoking, man. Really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, what are you doing to to quit? Pounding myself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to my wife. Well, that's that'll help. Um, when did you start smoking? When I was 17. And what got you going with it? It was cool. It, I mean, you do look cool when you do it. <laughs> like, like James Dean would do it and like and, Dean Martin. And back then, everybody did. Yes, yes. Uh, so, I mean, have you ever tried patches or chewing yeah, tobacco? I, or Patches, I tried all that stuff, man. You know, uh, I've heard about people using hypnosis to quit smoking. Have you ever thought about trying that? Ooh, I've tried uh, acupuncture. Really? Yeah. Now, if you don't mind my asking, like, what? How many cigarettes do you think you smoke in a in a day on average? Eight to ten. Eight to ten. Okay. And how bad was it at your worst? Like a pack? Uh, probably two packs. Oh my gosh, man. Well, I mean, good for you to uh, to be looking to to stop it. Uh, it's certainly a nasty habit. I myself smoked for, gosh, twelve years and uh, managed to break it. So I know that you can do it, brother. And 
What about 2024 in general? I mean, do you have any goals, anything else that you want to uh, accomplish? Just want to keep rolling, man. You know, I, I don't want to close the door on anything. If I had my, my choices, I'd be wanting to do more voiceover acting. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Man, it's uh, we've gotten to hear some of your stuff uh, in a Tangled TV series for Disney and uh, and some project I know that you've got coming up, among others. And God knows that you're you're made for voice acting with your unique voice. So uh, yeah. if any agents or producers or whoever are listening to this, get our man Jake involved in some voice acting. We're I think we're all ready for it. Uh, well, okay, that's enough for me and my question. We can move on to the fan questions. First up, we've got Brian Hayes, who asks, did you see Vince Russo's response to you saying that he didn't belong in the Hall of Fame? Jake, did you happen to see any of this? No, I didn't. <laughs> so this is all coming from our last Ask Jake Anything episode, where you delicately put it that your dead dog could book, book better creative than Vince Russo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he caught wind of it. And I, apparently he said on his podcast that he never even booked anything for you. So how can you have an opinion on his booking? How do you respond to that, Jake? Well, I did happen to see what he put out there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> as soon as I heard that response from him, I'm like, you know that Jake has two functioning eyes and ears. Like he can... <laughs> He can still see what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and how can anybody like take fault with it when it's like a guy like you who's been in the business since, God, the 70s has yeah. got an opinion on it? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So we should have, we should bring Jim Cornette in and see what he thinks. I have a feeling Jim would have some strong things to say about Vince Russo here on the show. Maybe too strong. <laughs> Probably. I'll reach out to Jim's people, see if we can get him here on the snake pit. That could be really fascinating. Oh, God. Now, uh, I mean, overall, Jake, Vince Russo, do you like, as a person, do you dislike him or just don't like his work? I just didn't like his work. I've never been around him much. Oh, okay. So you haven't really been around him enough to form an opinion on him as a guy? No. Okay. Well, neither have I. I don't know Vince. Haven't talked to him a single time. I'm sure he's a lovely human being, but I just, you know, I've, I've got two eyes and ears too, man, and got to see some of that shit he was doing in WCW. Yep, he did some cool stuff during the Attitude Era, but I think that Vince McMahon was kind of his filter for a lot of those creative ideas. Oh, yeah. Of course he was. Yeah, so, hey, don't take it personally, Vince. Jake's allowed to have an opinion. Uh, next up, we've got Nick Kozakowski, who asks, uh, what can you tell us about being around Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags? Any good stories? Not really. Um, I remember telling Nobbs and that if he kept acting the way he acted, somebody's going to stick a knife in him. <laughs> and about two weeks later, somebody stuck a knife in him. <laughs> <laughs> so you called it. They were over the top, man. I can't remember. I think it was Jim uh, may have told me that uh, Sags or uh, Nobs was just one of those guys where it's like you'd be like on a plane, hungover, just not wanting to do anything, and he's one of those guys coming on the plane and like fucking with people and making a ton of noise and just would drive yeah. you up the wall. Yeah. Um. What about Sags? I've heard that he is not a dude that you want to piss with. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, you just haven't had enough uh, time around either of them. I've had enough time. <laughs> you've, you've had your fill. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, Jamie Gray is up next. What are your favorite Christmas movies? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. That's a great one. Yeah. And I stop right there. That's that's the only one. It don't get no better. So you're not a Muppet Christmas Carol guy, is what you're no, saying? No. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about Home Alone? No. <laughs> All right. I'm trying. Uh, Kevin Weaver asks, hi, Jake. Any memories of Superfly Jimmy Snooker? Oh, yeah. yeah. Superfly, man. What a great athlete. He was an unbelievable baseball player, too, you know. I did not know that. Yes. He was great at whatever he did. You know, whether it was uh, playing baseball or flying off that top rope. Just a phenomenal athlete, man. Did you get a lot of uh, personal interactions with him during your time yes. with WWF? Yes. Any any in particular stick out for you? You ever travel with him? Everything was nice and cool. We behaved ourselves. That's a good thing. Um, yeah. Now, uh, this is kind of a weird one to discuss, but I think it's worth getting your perspective on, Jake. They did the, the dark side of the ring on Jimmy and, you know, yeah. talked about the controversy and alleged foul play with Snooka's former girlfriend. Uh, right. Did you ever hear anything about that during your days working with him? I heard a lot about it, man, but, um, you know, I wasn't there. And uh, I don't know what happened, you know. And Jimmy just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would do something like that. You know, he's very mellow. You know, I had the pleasure of being around him once and uh, getting to chat with him for a little bit and just could not have been more of a gentleman, really soft-spoken and kind. So when I heard that about him, I was like, Jimmy Snuka? Like, of, of all the guys that I've met, he does not seem like that guy. No. No, he didn't. So I'd like to think it's not true. Uh, yeah. I've... Chris asks, wondering what you thought of Greg the Hammer Valentine. Could he have been bigger than he was? Yeah, if he had ate more. <laughs> That'll get you bigger. <laughs> yeah. Greg was great, man. Uh, solid as a rock, solid in the ring. Um. Uh, yeah, he could have been bigger, but he had blonde hair, man. You're going to have to explain that one. How does that stifle his career? Well, you can't have blonde hair like the Hulkster. Ah. And I heard that cost him a lot. Well, they tried to change things up for him with that rhythm and blues shit where they made him yeah. like Elvis. Oh, that was some shit. <laughs> it, was, it was not great. Uh, Chris follows it up with any stories about Greg. I've heard he could be a pretty strange dude. He's funny, man. He's real slow. You know, he talks slow. <laughs> you know, you might do something to him and he'd look at you and go, fuck you. <laughs> Gee, great comeback, Greg. Great comeback. <laughs> He always did seem like very like on the level whenever he would like be cutting a promo or doing anything. It's like, man, it looks like it would take a lot to get that guy excited. Yeah. Yeah. I like his work though. And man, that shit that he was doing with Roddy Piper back in the day with the dog collar match. I mean, it doesn't get much better, does it? No, it don't, man. 
Next up, we've got Dean Warren, who asks, you talked recently about working with Gene Kniski in British Columbia. Wondering how long you worked there and if you have any other memories of the territory. I was there for about 10 months. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, beautiful country, just no money. Ah, okay. So, uh... I mean, unbelievably no money. <laughs> So, I mean, is this, I know that this was early, early in your career. So are you saying no money is in like, I've heard about like $20 payoffs. Was it that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing, man. Oh no. That is brutal. Brutal. So you worked a 45 minute match with Gene Kaniski and they'd be like, Hey, great match kid. And here's $30 or something. Here's 50 bucks. <laughs> oh my God. Awful. Yeah. It was terrible, man. But I tell you, that British Columbia is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. The sightseeing is unbelievable, man. You know, you go up that, uh, uh, Canyon to Gamloops and there's, you know, you go along the Fraser river and there's no less than 200 waterfalls. Wow. You know, you just see one after another. We pull over and get out and see who could stay in the waterfall the longest. <laughs> you know? Jesus Christ, was that shit cold? Uh, who would you have been traveling with? Do you remember? Oh yeah, me and Mike Hammer. Okay. Um. Oh gosh, uh, now I had a brain fart. Would have been mostly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious, this, this kind of thing really fascinates me because, you know, the territory days are long gone and this jumping from place to place is, is over. But, you know, back in the day, it was so commonplace. Like Jake, when you, when you're a young fella just starting out and you find yourself getting a job up there in British Columbia, like, how are you living? Are you living out of like a hotel? Yeah. It wasn't the Hilton though. <laughs> Not on fucking $25 a night. No, man, it was. It was pretty rough stuff. And you did that for 12, 10 months? Oh, my God, dude. But I, I got the opportunity to learn a lot. Okay. You know, and that was the whole reason of going. You know, the guys that I went up there and wrestled, uh, you know, you don't know them, but Bobby Bass, uh, guy by the name of Don Wade, who who retired shortly after he left there. He'd had enough. Uh, Moose Morowski. I've heard that name. Yeah, yeah. He taught me an awful lot, man. An awful lot. I had my first cage match with the Moose. Did you really? Yes. What did you think of it? Uh, a little bit more than I wanted. <laughs> How he so? Well, he had taped his blade to his wrist. And during the match, it poked through. Oh, no. And he went to grab my leg and just shot up my leg with his arm and sliced me open about 12 inches long. Yikes. And it just opened up, man. You could see my tendons and shit. Holy shit. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, safe to assume that you did not have any health insurance at this stage? Oh, no. Of course not. <laughs> How did you close this wound, Jake? Just taped it together. <laughs> That's about as old school as it gets, folks. 
and we just taped it together the best we could, you know. Uh, this is making me wonder, uh, would would you have done your first blade job like to yourself around this time in your career yeah. or would it yeah. have been earlier? Yeah. Um, what did you think of, of doing it to yourself? Were you nervous first time? Oh, I got off on it. Oh, you enjoyed it? Yeah, I did. No shit. Yeah, I did. There's a rush to it. Well, and not to mention, like, it, the crowd, it, I'm sure, has this huge, huge reaction out of nowhere. And, you know, I'm sure it makes you really kind of get addicted to it. Extra, extra extra fuel for the fire, man. Now, you know, I was really surprised whenever you told me about wrestling Gene Kaniski. It's just one of those old school names that I would have never pictured you mixing it up with. Uh, are there any other names over the years that you think maybe fans might be surprised to hear that you had worked with over the course of your career? Yeah, Bulldog Bob Brown. All right. Uh, Crazy Luke Graham. Um, gosh. Uh, Moose Cholock. Moose Cholock. Yeah, stiff bastard. <laughs> Pat O'Connor. Okay. Uh, gosh, there's so many of them, man. Did you ever get to work with a guy like, you know, like a Lou Thez? No. Gosh, no. Lou was out before I got going. Oh, okay. I wished. Now, what about like a Killer Kowalski, one of those old school guys? I didn't get to work with Kowalski either. I've heard he was a strange cat too, so maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, he is. Um, all right, next up we've got Samuel Norgian, I guess is how you say it. And he asks, a lot of fans have been comparing Chris Jericho to Hulk Hogan, saying that Jericho is putting himself with popular younger talents and beating them to keep himself relevant. What does Jake think about that? I think he's doing a hell of a job, man, for AEW. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to keep himself relevant. And... Um, he, he gives as much as he takes, too, though. Yes. I mean, he gets his ass beat quite a bit. Yes, he does. And I was really surprised. This this narrative has kind of been springing up online here and there. And every time I see it, I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, he put yeah. over Orange Cassidy. Uh, he's he's putting over. Like, they're getting the rub from being in the ring with Christian. It's a good thing for them. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I I just don't understand that mindset. Oh, that's just people, man. You know, as as much as wrestling fans seem to love wrestling, they also kind of seem to hate wrestling sometimes. Where they've, you know, they're they're really happy to uh, get sucked into negativity. Yeah, yeah, they are, man. Now, it's a shame. did you feel that that was the case with with Hogan as well? That he would like, you know, kind of see who's popular and and put himself in that position. Like, because to me, again, it's like they're getting to work with Hulk Hogan. That's a great thing. Yeah, yeah, of course he did. He went with what was hot. It's what you have to do in this position. Yep. You got to go with what's hot. You, you kind of pick your spots. Like a lot of people have said over the years, I don't know if you ever heard about it, but Billy Kidman worked with Hogan and beat him when they were in WCW. And a lot of people are like, ah, Billy, you know, he was red hot. And then Hogan came in and kind of slowed him down. It's like he beat Hulk Hogan. What are we talking about here? Yeah. So I don't know. What, I don't know what you want for the kid. That's that's about as great a rub as you can get. Yeah. 
NMLS number 32416, Equal Housing Lender. Ready for some great news during the holidays? Just last week, interest rates fell lower than they've been in months. <gasps> this could be your chance to finally pay off all of your high interest rate credit cards and lower your monthly payments by $500, $600, $700, $800 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And you even get to skip your next two house payments at SaveWithConrad.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, show researcher Andrew Hermes is up next and he asks creatively when telling a story, is it better in Jake's mind to book heat or Gaga? If it's heat, when do you pay it off? If it's Gaga, how much is enough or too much for fans to digest? Jake, how do you like to book? Heat. Heat. Get your heat. You get your heat on television and you pay it off in the house shows. Mm. There it is. Uh, and I agree. I've always, you know, it's there's the, the big thing with people is always like, is it a baby face territory or a heel territory? I mean, to me, it's like the heel territory where the heels on top and the baby face is chasing and you just keep building heat. To me, that's that's way, way more interesting TV. Absolutely. Always booked that way. I like it too. And by the way, that's, that's something that's kind of reflected in your career too, where like, man, guy, when you were a baby face with WWE, even like the guys would get crazy heat on you. Martell is blind in you. Rick Rude is hitting on your wife, but then on the house shows, you're beating them along the way. Yeah. Yep. It was good stuff. Uh, our, our old pal, Peter D is up next and he says, hi, Jake, Ted DiBiase on his show, my other show, everybody's got a pod. Uh, talked about how he would need to help JYD in the ring by making him look good and how he would never take advantage of him without him knowing. Could you tell us how you could take advantage of somebody in the ring? Well, you just make them look stupid, man. What are the veteran moves for making a guy look stupid if you want to? Pull out of things. Make him look weak. Did you ever do that to anybody? No. Now, no. Did you ever intentionally blow somebody up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, who are you blowing up? Oh, the Road Warriors. Uh, Christ, man. Macho Man. <laughs> you did it to Savage? Oh, yeah. Big Why? time. <laughs> Why? Because he's fucking killing me. <laughs> he's going a thousand hour, man. Slow him down. I got you. You know, he wasn't selling shit. So if you blow them up, they'll sell a fucking hangnail. <laughs> now, why did you uh, decide to blow up the Road Warriors? Same reason, man. They were killing people. Okay, they were coming a little too strong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I also remember a story about you blowing up George Steele as a rib where you're just yeah. deadweighting yeah. him on body slams or something. Had him slam me ten times. <laughs> Did you ever rape anybody else by blowing him up? 
Oh yeah, lots of guys. Sin Bodhi told the uh, you and your in ring ribs are just really funny because they're subtle. Uh, like the other one that really makes me laugh is Sin Bodhi told us about how you would rub your stuff on a guy's nipple whenever you bend yeah. them. <laughs> will cut you like a razor blade man <laughs> so i get the inside of your ribs or the inside of your thighs <laughs> just i can make you bleed man it's just such a like a such a random small subtle thing to do to somebody oh, and yeah. it's just so funny man yeah i can make you bleed with it I actually just saw back the match where you wrestled Just Incredible at November to Remember, and whenever you pin him, I can see you moving your head, and I was like, I know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's great yeah. stuff. Uh, RCS88 is up next. Uh, what is your opinion on Wrestler's Court? Jake, was there Wrestler's Court when you were around? No. Did you know about it later on? Yeah, I heard about it. It was a good idea. Okay, so you like the idea of the guys kind of holding each other accountable? Absolutely. Somebody needed to. And I mean, you know, if you've got a group of your peers all standing around telling you that you're fucking something up, I, I think that that's kind of a smart way to do business. Absolutely. Uh, the shit disturber of ad free shows, Yambag Jones is up next. He says your old pal Hacksaw posted a video recently of him pinning you back in Houston in 1983. I about fell out of my seat when I saw you, of all people, climbing the ropes to deliver an elbow drop. What in the hell were you thinking climbing the ropes? Don't you know gravity is a law? You'll do anything to get away from Hacksaw. <laughs> That's a good reason. Uh, yeah, damn. I saw that video, by the way, that he's referencing. We'll have to share it on our social. But you, you went up to the middle rope. He was probably like 10 feet away from you. And you like sprung off with like this big elbow drop and missed. And that's kind of, you know, when the tide turned in the match. But when I saw you climb on the ropes, I was like, what the hell is Jake doing? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Second rope. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever once stood on the top rope? No. I just, my it, it would make sense to my brain. Like if I saw you doing that, it would just you know it would be like alternate universe. No, there's no reason for me to be up there. We've got uh, Rick Guzman up next, who says there's been a lot of internet chatter about AEW creating women's tag titles. What do you think would be necessary to make those teams successful, as opposed to just pairing of single wrestlers? You know, that's just something that's going to take a lot of time, you know. And, uh, but they have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. you know, they have so many shows they got to fill up with, with good stuff, you know. So there's room for it. So I, I think it's a great idea to come in with actual tag teams instead of just pairing up people. I agree. And look, there's a lot of talent on that roster and there's, there's only so many slots of time, you know, TV time to give to everybody. So it's, yeah, it, to me, it makes sense to pair women like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be great, man. Now, what about, uh, you know, the tag team titles for women? Do you think that we're introducing too many titles at this point? What's one more going to do? I'm with you. It's, you know, and look, there should be men's and women's tag team titles. Like, you know, I think that you open up a lot more opportunities that way. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. A wrestling historian is up next. What did you think of Kevin Sullivan's Army of Darkness? Thanks in advance. Did you ever see any of that stuff? No, I've seen a little bit of it. That was with like Billy Graham and stuff, if I remember right. Yeah, it was pretty pretty heavy shit. Kevin seems like I like Kevin Sullivan. I've gotten to talk to him on a number of occasions. Super nice guy, but man, uh, strange outside the box thinking dude, isn't he? Oh yeah, <laughs> he he was out there, brother. <laughs> Uh, producer Rob is up next. I always loved your calm, menacing promo style. It's such a contrast to most wrestlers. Who is your inspiration for it? Nobody, really. I just kind of come along and did that myself, man. You know, I got a knee dropped in my throat. It crushed my voice box. Mm. That was in 1977, I believe. Okay. And after that, this is all I got. So you can't, I can't shout? I can't shout. Nothing comes out. Do you remember who dropped that knee on your throat? Yeah, Bob Roop. Bob Roop. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, I, how was your voice? Because you've always seemed like you've had that deep, raspy kind of voice. But <laughs> again, maybe I haven't really heard your voice before 1977. Was your voice super different? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was more of a David Bowie type. David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Jackson in the 80s. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Um. All right. Uh, Nick Lenz is up. Oh, wait. There is a follow-up from this producer, Rob, and he says, uh, is there anybody today who reminds you of yourself in that regard? Anybody else that does promo like old school Jake? No, I don't believe so. I think there's a lot of people trying to be a little bit more calm on the mic. Uh, are they yeah. are they doing it to the same success that you did? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, Nick Lenz is up next. Jake, have you ever met the former leader of Suzuki Gun, Minoru Suzuki? No. I kind of knew that that one was a long shot. He's uh, he's still active. Sometimes he appears with AEW, and he does some of those uh, death matches and real violent stuff. And he's an interesting dude, but I was like, I don't picture Jake having cross paths with this guy. Darren Danilik, I guess is how you say it. If Jake had creative control in 91, where would the, angles, uh, the angle of you with Savage have gone? To WrestleMania. Gotta be, right? Absolutely. I mean, the fact that you got Taker at WrestleMania is really cool, but man, if things in in a perfect world, you get Savage in 91 at WrestleMania, and then you and Taker have an issue down the road, and the next year it's you and Taker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Clark Jr. is up next. What's on your music playlist? Pink Floyd, Stones, Skinner, and such. The classics. Yeah. Um, Jake, are you like still a CD player guy or are you up to date with like Spotify and stuff? Uh, I don't do Spotify, but I do do Sirius. Ah, okay. Uh, do you still have CDs or records? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got a shit ton of them. 
I've still got a CD player in my car. My car is from like 2012 or something, and it's just it just won't fucking die for whatever reason. Uh, so I'm like, well, I'm I'm keeping it till the wheels come off. So I've got I've got like a ton of CDs in there. My buddy's climbing, and they're like, what the fuck, dude? You got to get in like the 21st century. I'm like, I like it. It's like having gold behind your dollar, you know. It, if if the internet's out, you guys are fucked with your with your Spotify. I can still listen to my CDs. True that. Uh, Joe Hardy is up next for his stand-up shows. What starting acts were Jake's favorite to work with, and can he share some fun stories with Alex Ansel? <laughs> oh God, I didn't clown around much, man. No, no, no ribbon. You know, you got to have some responsibility when you're the only guy there. You know, you're a headliner. Mm-hmm. And Alec Ansel, he was uh, he was a different kind of cat, man. Very talented, but um, we were trying to help him lose weight, man. I mean, he lost a hundred pounds, but he gained it all back and then some. Oh damn! Yeah, it's a shame because it's going to kill him. What were you doing to help him lose weight? DDPY yoga. That'll do it. Yeah. When's the last time you did DDPY? Uh, about a week ago. Oh, all right. So you're still getting back into it. Yeah, I still do it. Uh, would you say that uh, you have seen a difference like recently in your weight as a result and of it? Weight and just the way I feel. Man, you can't beat DDPY. That stuff will get you shredded, but also it's it's just really good for your back, neck, you, you know, and centering you kind of uh, from a mental standpoint, right? Good for your mind. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Nick Jameson is up next. Jake, can you give us any stories about working in Buffalo, New York? Yeah. Ooh, all right. Yeah. We were, we were up there and, um, there was this, there was this bar at the Ramada Inn and we were all in there and I look over there and Jim Kelly's in there. Whoa. So we seen him a couple of Jagger bombs and a couple other things. And then I sent him a shot of vinegar and water. (laughs) He drank. <laughs> he didn't know. Uh, he was so drunk. He didn't know. <laughs> was was he still playing at this time? Yeah. Oh my god! Amazing. Um, I would like to think that Jim Kelly was like uh like Ken Stabler back in the day, just going out there on the field, all fucking hungover and just slinging it. I think he was. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, what did you think of your ring entrance when you were with the WWF? I, I have it as my ringtone. I thought it was great, man. I mean, I, I don't know too many that are better. There's one or two that are better, but I thought it was great. You had one of those ones where it's like anybody who hears it anywhere immediately knows exactly who it's for. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. 
Yep, really easy to identify. And uh, we're going to be identifying some stuff from 35 years ago next week here on the podcast because we are taking another look back at the WWF from 1988 into 1989 and your continued rivalry with Andre the Giant and uh, Royal Rumble season. So there's going to be plenty to discuss, and I can't wait to get into it with you, brother. All right, my man. Guys, if you're looking to attract that 25 to 54-year-old male demographic to your product or service, you've got to go to AdvertiseWithSnake.com. Jake is still out there with AEW. He's still out making the towns. He's still as popular as ever, and you can get him to put over your product or service to the exact audience that you're trying to target. And look, I know that some people are skeptics. I can certainly be skeptical. However, if you want some evidence that what we do works, all you've got to do is check out our show because we are always advertising for the same businesses because once they advertise with us, they begin to learn that what we do here works. So if you'd like to advertise with Jake the Snake Roberts, make him your tag team partner, you've got to go to advertisewithsnake.com today. I've got to remind you guys also about jakethesnakeshop.com, which is your destination for rare signed collectibles straight from Jake himself. The holiday season might be over, but you still deserve to treat yourself with some of the awesome autographed figures, shirts, 8x10s, a Jake wrestling buddy, and much, much more over there. If you're listening to this, you are clearly a fan of Jake, and if you're a collector, this website is going to be like heaven for you. Just go right now and check it out for yourself. It's jakethesnakeshop.com and see what kind of awesome stuff the Hall of Famer has got in his personal online shop. Get over to cameo.com forward slash jakesnake for a personal message from the Hall of Famer. Here's a recent five-star review from Eddie. Jake does a mean roast. Thank you. It was awesome. Short and sweet, but look, guys, if you would like to get roasted, if you'd like to have Jake cut a promo on you, if you want to be inspired, get a nice personal message from Jake, or just get him to say hi, you've got to get to cameo.com forward slash jakesnake and order a cameo from Jake today. Winter is here. It is getting cold, but we've got you covered at the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. We've got a great selection of mugs for your hot cocoa or coffee or cider or whatever you're into. Or how about some stylish hoodies and sweatshirts to help you fight off that cool weather? Also, rumor has it we've got some stuff in the works for Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day. So you may want to stay tuned to our page over there at boxofgimmicks.com. You're going to love the throwback style that we have, and it's a great way to support our show. Again, that's the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. Go and have a look. I think you're going to find something you like. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Snake Pit Pod for short clips from the show, some highlights, and some exclusive content. We also recently did a giveaway for subscribers there, and we're going to keep doing those. So, you need to be subscribed over there to be eligible so you don't miss out on it. Again, it's youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod. You guys are going to love what we're doing over there. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on all platforms. That does Jake and I a big favor, makes us look good for advertisers, and helps us to keep this podcast free. So please, just take a moment. It doesn't take very long. Just leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform. It'll help Jake and I out a ton. Also, I've got to remind you folks to do me another huge favor. As I mentioned on the last episode, I do a podcast with Ted DiBiase called Everybody's Got a Pod, and we were just nominated for the 2024 Best Wrestling Podcast Award from the Sports Podcast Awards. 
It's a huge, huge honor just to be nominated less than a year into our show, but we want to win it all. That's where you come in. Please do Ted and I a big favor by going to sportspodcastgroup.com. Find us under the wrestling category and cast your vote. It would mean a lot to us to have your support. And if you haven't listened to what Ted and I are doing there yet, please go out of your way to check out the show. It's a very similar format to what I do here with Jake, but Ted's knowledge and experiences in pro wrestling provide us with a whole new perspective. And he has got so many great stories. You are truly missing out if you're not listening to that podcast. Again, go to sportspodcastgroup.com. Find Everybody's Got a Pod under the wrestling category and cast your vote today. Just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all the other shows in our network early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It starts at just $9 a month, which is less than $0.15 per episode if you do the math. So that is pretty inexpensive for all this entertainment. Plus, speaking of entertainment, how about tons of bonus content, interactive chats with your favorite hosts and wrestling personalities, and so much more over there. We're talking about Tuesdays with the Taskmaster with Kevin Sullivan, one of the greatest minds in wrestling history. Or how about Lex Express with, with none other than the total package himself, Lex Luger. Jim Duggan and I recently released another mailbag edition of the Hacksaw Hour over there. And there's just so much more for you to go and enjoy. Go and check it out now. And I can guarantee you're going to love being part of our community there. Again, it's adfreeshows.com. Go and get signed up today. Catch Jake on X at Jake Snake DDT on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. You can follow me at Marcus P D'Angelo on X, and you can follow the podcast at Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms. I absolutely love doing these Ask Jake Anything episodes. It's so cool to see the interesting questions that you guys, our listeners, bring to the show. And we're going to be doing another one next month, and we'll catch you next week right here on the Snake Pit.